it would be Nick to just show up like right now. <laughs> yep. Hello and welcome to a special Canada Day hangover edition of Future Chat. Mike, how late were you out last night? I was in my PJs by 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, that's a very Canadian way to do it. Yeah. And of course it was still bright as day out. So yeah, yeah. Gotta, gotta love Calgary for that. Yeah. Situated very poorly compared to the time zones. <laughs> when you think about the delineation between night and day anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was out, watched the fireworks. Fireworks are, I explained fireworks to a few of the people that I was with. There's like, how do fireworks? I was like, I have a degree in that. So you never did make that simple. video on it. Did you? No, I, yeah, I put together a bunch of notes for a video about fire, how fireworks work probably almost two years ago now. Well, I, there, there I asked are several. About it. it was a hashtag ask Rob. Yeah. There are several videos that I like did all the research for and just never filmed. Actually, we will talk about that later in this episode when I bring up oh. um, software and hardware things that have been going on in my life. Uh, yeah, so I don't. I said Happy Canada Day to someone yesterday. It was actually Julia, and she thought it was weird. But Happy Canada Day, everyone! Just the fact that I was wishing it was like it was a birthday. Yeah, and and Happy Independence Day for our American compatriots. Yeah, in a couple days and. Happy respective Independence Days to any other countries that might have it around this time, too. I'm not aware of many others. Uh, like Bastille Day is the 14th of July or 13th, something like that. And I think that's a similar. I don't think it's quite like France has been a country for a lot longer, but I think it's a famous kind of independence celebration, too. Sure. Uh, okay. I think I feel like this CRTC news should go under follow-up technically because I think we talked about it as early as the very first episode of this show before it was even called Future Chat. But uh, so, Mike, what's the update on unlocking fees? The CRTC has announced that it will start requiring businesses, carriers specifically, to unlock phones for free starting December 1st of this year. And to not permit them to sell locked phones at all, henceforth, right. which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it, it should never have been that way in the first place, but in light of how what we're used to, this is this is amazing. Um, yeah. For myself, I've been buying unlocked phones for since I wanted to hold on to my my plan, basically. Well, yeah. actually, no, that's not true. I I've been buying phones outright for a while, um, and since I bought the Nexus Four, I've been buying them unlocked. Uh, the current phone I have, it was a Telus phone when I bought it. I bought it off of someone. Like, it was brand new, but someone else had owned it. Mm -hmm. And I, I bought it for a pretty good price and then just paid the 75 bucks to have it unlocked. Um, I actually got it unlocked through a, a third party. And it was like 50 or 75 bucks or whatever for them to unlock it. And it was like a legit, well, an illegitimate, legitimate unlock. Like, it wasn't yeah. a software <laughs> unlock. It was an actual. Right. So, and like, for me, I just counted that as part of the price of the phone right um, and i still came out ahead but like i should have had to have done that in the first place like that's that's absurd so yeah um it's, it's good to see that that that's not becoming a thing anymore and uh yeah no i'm, I'm hopeful for for the industry given that that there won't be a lot to that because I, I don't know how much of a influence it's had recently but i know before uh, you're pretty restricted on what type of phone you get depending on the carrier and carriers would try to use it as a selling point seeing that they yeah, were yeah. They, they carried whatever phone 
And so if you went with them, then you'd be, have access to that phone. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to get it unless, of course, you had it unlocked. And they had the various rules of you had to be a current subscriber in good standing for however many months and all that kind of stuff in order for mm-hmm. them to even give you the privilege of unlocking it. Mm-hmm. Even then, they charged you money to unlock yeah. it. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's good news that, that they're going to start doing that. I think I, it'll, it'll be good for Wi-Fi hotspots too. Yeah, yeah. Those, those come locked. But uh, for travelers, it's, it's good to be able to have a Wi-Fi hotspot and just throw whatever SIM in there, a, a data yeah. SIM, if you're traveling. So, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's pretty promising. I know that was a big concern for travelers in general, just having yeah. a locked phone. And that should alleviate some of that difficulty. Like, oh, I'm going to even the States in a month and... I need, want to be able to use my phone, but it's locked to a carrier in Canada. Like it yeah. just didn't didn't make any sense, and it made you rely on more expensive plans. Like Rogers introduced their Roam like home, and I think then other carriers kind of followed suit with a plan pairing up with international carriers. But then you're still like it's very expensive, first of all, compared to what you'd get elsewhere, and it just limited you to sticking with your company. Like you had, unless you had an unlocked phone and you had specifically known about that in advance like you or I have, then you would just be like, wait, what do you mean I can't use it? Yeah. Just it, It's such an artificial barrier. Even the stuff like Roam Mobility who are exclusively catering to travelers or people mm-hmm. who don't have phone plans in their given country or their place of use, uh, you'd need an unlocked phone for that, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this will this will go a long way to open up the market a little bit for them to, to enter it in and hopefully encourage carriers to be competitive on the roaming aspect because i'm sure they'd prefer people sticking with them than going to you know a temporary carrier like Rome mm-hmm. to to do their traveling yeah i i honestly i kind of did see back then the reason why they would lock phones and why they wouldn't necessarily just unlock them on a whim for anybody because back in the day phones were a lot they supported a lot fewer kinds of cellular networking and so you would end up having a situation where you could buy a phone on a carrier and try to take it to a different carrier and have the phone not work just because the bands didn't quite match. Right. But that problem has mostly gone away now. Like you're mostly going to get a phone that's on like an LTE network and there's a bunch of LTE bands, but the big carrier phones support all of the LTE bands right. now, or at least any ones that are actually used. Like, but that's a instance of trying to protect the customer or that's the justification for it because uh, that's the justification like, I, and i think that's a bad justification yeah. i think you, you sell a phone and say you know make sure you're confirming what it's like a computer like you don't right. have computers yeah. being locked to whatever i mean that's a bad analogy but you know or software right you don't lock software to saying oh well you have to confirm like whatever yeah. so if you buy it you confirm you make sure that it works with your system right mm-hmm. I could see, I, yeah, I could see the counter argument slash justification because I wouldn't want, you wouldn't want customers to buy a phone and then take it to a different carrier and complain that it doesn't work because our, our experience in, with most internet other than cellular is like, oh, what do you mean I can't connect to this Wi-Fi network? Like my Wi-Fi isn't compatible. I thought there was just Wi-Fi. Like people think there's just mm-hmm. cellular because that's how we've been trained behind the scenes to think like, oh, it just happens. You just connect. But it's not always, or it ha- wasn't always that simple. It kind of, it is getting much more so now, but yeah. So very excited about that. I, th- like one of the reasons, like you said, buying, you've bought unlocked phones is because it's so annoying to have to deal with these unlocking fees and getting them unlocked and all that. 
I've done the same thing, just always buying whatever phone I get. I just get unlocked no matter what the extra cost incurred is yeah. because just don't want to deal with having to be stuck on a carrier. Well, iPhones, they're like, I, maybe it's just if you buy them through the Apple store, but they generally yeah. come unlocked, right? I if think you even buy through them, a carrier, they come unlocked or are they locked if, if you're with the carrier? If you go to an Apple store, you can say, I want to get an iPhone uh, and they'll ask, oh, what, what, like, they'll sign you up with a contract for whatever carrier that supports iPhone. Or you can say, I want to get an iPhone unlocked. And if you get the iPhone unlocked, it's full price. You can't sign up for a plan with it. But if you go in and say, I want to get an iPhone with and service with Bell, like a brand new customer, new Bell, they'll sign you up for Bell on a two-year plan or whatever it is and give you the phone at the carrier discounted price. So there's no way to buy an unlocked phone with uh, currently within canada with a bell or telus or whatever plan so i see that as kind of acquiescing you can can still sign up for the bell plan through bell like you you don't have to get it through the apple store no but to buy the iphone at the apple store you have to if you want to get the discounted carrier like subsidy well obviously that makes sense to me yeah like Yeah. yeah Yeah. But you can't get, if you wanted to use the, get the carrier subsidized rate, it's right. not going to be an unlocked phone. It's going right. to be, they, they actually have different phones that right. are unlocked versus Bell versus Telus versus Rogers, whatever. Makes sense. Uh, if you buy an iPad with cellular, that does not apply. They're all unlocked. And they'll actually give you, every time you buy an iPad, they will give you a free SIM card. If it mm-hmm. has cellular, I mean, they'll let you, they'll ask you, oh, what carrier you're going to use it on and give you a SIM card. So I've, right. even if, even if you end up returning the iPad, like I've done in the past, they can't return a SIM card, obviously. So I've gathered a couple extra SIM cards through that. <laughs> but they're not worth the $10 that are otherwise charged for them. So I don't really feel right. bad or anything. But if you need I, that, that's honestly like a pretty interesting use of that. If as long as a SIM card, you can like check it to make sure they're the same size to go into an Apple store. Like if you need to buy a SIM card from your, for your whatever reason through your carrier. If you buy an iPad with cellular, they'll give you one for free, and then you can just take it to the store and <laughs> return the iPad and do it up. They don't sell iPads with SIM cards anymore, though, right? They're all the eSIMs, I thought. You can get it with an Apple SIM, but you can also get it with... I don't think all the carriers support that. Okay. You can still get a SIM card. Hmm. I know mine has one. Yeah. Uh, so, unlocked phones. Good move. Mm-hmm. I hope we don't end up seeing... We, we had talked, I think, when this news first broke, that now... The price of unlocking a phone will just be built into the price of signing up for the plan, but nah, that happens. Oh, well. You'd like to think it was a distributed cost now that it shouldn't yeah. be a flat 50 buck, but you know, for, for all we know, they will, but yeah. Okay. I don't know. Do you, maybe we could talk first about this story you put in this or this topic idea you put in this morning, uh, Interesting. That triggered Siri. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm curious what you wanted to talk in relating to personal technology and the stuff we use, mm-hmm. and why that came up today. I just think we haven't talked about it in a while. Yeah. Like I, uh, I know Nick. It was half geared towards hearing about Nick because, but that's that's not happening today. <laughs> no. Um. But I mean, like, yeah. I, it's just it's just nice to to check in a little bit you know every once in a while just to, yeah. just to see what we're, what we're doing and what we might be holding out for like we had the uh the apple wwdc recently that kind of announced a couple different things and yeah there's already speculation what's going to happen in september um for me it's been more than a year 18 months i want to say since i got a new phone 
ish, give or take. <laughs> Almost a year and a half now, I think. Yeah. So uh, I'm coming up to when I might want to start thinking about upgrading. Like my my phone's still fine. Like it it runs. It's a little bit long in the slow. tooth. Yeah, a little okay. bit slow. But it's fine. It it does what it needs to do. I it's due for a battery change though. I think Pogo okay. is kind of killed it a little bit <laughs> um but no i, I thankfully have a couple a couple spare batteries for it so that was kind of the plan going in was so buying some replacement batteries right off the bat just in anticipation yeah. of needing to do that because that tends to be what goes first ish but i'm finding that the gps uh gps radio and the uh mostly the gps is starting to kind of like be a little shaky not okay. not very it doesn't really get a lock super easily and i don't know enough about degradation of gps like as right. far as extended use goes but i mean just in general my phone gets hot quite regularly so that probably isn't good for any of the components in it now does it get hot outside of playing pokemon go uh, that's really if it not, only gets hot during that most i'd say 90 percent of the time yes if it's sitting on my car dash like for like while navigating yeah. So navigating gets it a little bit warm and then the sun shining on it, that's like a huge thing that gets it quite hot. Yeah. So that doesn't help. You mean the sun is a huge thing that gets it quite hot? That too, yes. <laughs> it's actually so, very, pretty consistently hot. Yeah. <laughs> because we're doing this, I feel like you should say, because you haven't yet, what phone you actually have. I'm using the Note 4. It's a 2013 vintage model. <laughs> uh i i really like it it still does what i need to i I love the screen size i i enjoy using the pen um yeah no i i I have no complaints about it it's just that it could use slightly more ram and a slightly faster processor right especially when it comes to playing uh pokemon right and i mean if that's the biggest reason to want a new phone then i think i'm doing okay yeah yeah definitely (laughs) So, yeah, I, uh, we were due, are we due for news about a new, like the next note after the Note 7 went up in flames? Yeah, I've been seeing some news about them re-releasing, was the Note yeah. 7 or the Note 8? The, they're, I heard they were talking about refurbishing Note 7s a second time because they already <laughs> refurbished and tried to resell them again and they still had problems. Uh, but I don't know when that's supposed to happen, and I think it was limited markets. I think mostly in Asia, possibly. I forget what I forget exactly what I read, but they were talking about refurbishing units. Yeah, yeah. Basically, areas where the government's not going to press charges against them yeah. for releasing a dangerous device. I would not recommend buying <laughs> one of those. Uh, so yeah, like I, the the Note line has historically been, you know, a flagship yeah, device, yeah. Um, and the, and people were saying that the Note Seven was anticipated and even for the week that it wasn't yeah. burning up was yeah. the best phone out there so uh yeah it'll be it'll be good once you get one that's that's a bit more reliable on that end uh for my next device i don't want to go down that road yet but i think i said before at this point i could go either way like iphone versus something else i think 50 percent of it will come down to how much money i want to spend Right. And the other half is just staying in the ecosystem, but like, like feature wise and quality wise, like they're neck and neck, I'd mm-hmm. say. Yeah, I've well for spoilers potentially for the next week or so. 
Um, I'm currently reviewing the Samsung Tab S3, I believe it's called, the very newest Samsung. And that one is, it's, if you look at the advertising, if you look at the way it looks, all of that, it's clearly marketed to be competitive with the iPad. And when I first heard that I was going to get the opportunity to see this and play with it a little bit, I was very excited because I was like, wow, I'm, I haven't really have this, the Samsung things I've had have been out of date, haven't had the latest stuff. And this one now will. So I'll get a chance to really experience the greatest. And I was a little disappointed or I have been a little disappointed so far because it's not just like, I used to just blame the operating system. I used to be like, oh, Android's just got some quirks to it in performance. And now I'm on the latest thing. And that's kind of confirmed. It's just like, I don't think this device can truly shine with even like with it's not TouchWiz anymore, right? There's a different thing or is it still called TouchWiz? I don't the know what the, in the latest ones. I'm pretty sure it's still called TouchWiz, but it's just not as obnoxious as it used to be. Right. I used to think that it was that I, I would still be curious to have try out like the latest Samsung hardware with just pure Android on it. But that's not really an option with this kind of opportunity to, to review it and so i don't know i i can't see myself ever going to android full-time because every time i've tried it i've just thought there's something that's not quite the same like experience wise it's just the smoothness doesn't quite match up to my expectations right and i think for me it's the i don't know if the term like the saying is the devil you know i don't think that's yeah. really the, the appropriate term but like for me i've never known better outside of the phones I've had for work. Like I've been using an iPhone for work for the past three or four years. But other than that, I don't have experience with, with iOS yeah. as far as daily use. And I mean, I don't get much experience with iOS just through emails and text messages. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can't really comment too much on that. But from what I've heard, just in general, iOS performs quite a bit more consistently than, yeah. than Android does. Android might start out really good, but then after you know, X amount of months or whatever, then you mm-hmm. start feeling the, the dragginess of it. And and I can attest to that, but I, I haven't known any better, but so I'm okay with it, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess I forgot to mention, like, I guess on another note of what I'm, what I'm using right now, like I have the gear S2 watch and I really enjoyed using that and it works really well with Samsung phones naturally. And right. so I, I, I think that I, that would probably push me to sticking with a Samsung device. Right. And I don't mean that in a colloquial Android term. I mean like an actual Samsung device. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I mean like the S seven type thing. And, and again, I, I normally get a phone that's one model old, just, just out of prudency. Sure. I mean, I could be like Nick and be like, I'm getting the new one guys. (laughs) (laughs) That would, that would be cool though. I haven't actually had a brand new phone ever. I don't think. Like even when I huh. got the Nexus Four, I'm pretty sure the Nexus Five was already out. Right. Yeah, I'm in a brand new world. Like the last three years or so, because I since since the iPhone Four came out, every phone I've bought has been brand new. What about the three G? Since yeah, since the iPhone Four, every phone I've bought has been brand new. The three G. I uh, only came to Canada. It was I think it was the first one that came to Canada, but it was still super rare. It was I think it was locked to only Rogers at when it first started. So I wasn't 
at the time, like I was still flip phone, Sony Ericsson or Motorola. Like I, I went through phones every six months or so because they only mm-hmm. cost like 50 to $100. And the iPhone came out. Matt, my roommate at the time, bought it. And then six months or so after, decided, I forget exactly what happened, but he came upon an HTC phone of the Hero at the time, the one with the little bump yeah. chin, if you remember okay. that. And so he had, he got that. It might've been a birthday or something and sold me the Mm, 3G. Okay. And I had to unlock that to use it with Fido. And you jailbroke it, didn't you? Well, at the time, yeah, it was the, it was a jailbreak. (laughs) Don't try to make this sound (laughs) legitimate. Well, I think that has more nerd cred than than going to a store (laughs) or paying for it. At the time, iOS was much more commonly unlocked. I think now a lot less people have the incentive to do so. And the the exploits get fewer and further between. But at the time, all I had to do was go and download a software package and jailbreak it, the iPhone, and then using a, another mm-hmm. software package through the jailbreak, unlock it. Which was complicated because then you're... Like, if you do that, you're constantly... Like, you can't update the software on your phone at all. You And there were certain unlocks where you... Even if you rebooted it, you'd have to go back in and, like fix the unlock before it would work like, there's a lot of weird things with jailbreaking right. uh it's not something i'd recommend unless you're really willing to dedicate time to it like at the time with university you have way more free time than i think you realize at the time looking back like i just had hours and days to spend in a week right on this kind of thing like the only thing i had going on was classes <laughs> those will take up and any time no i mean they're like six hours a day yeah now i have now you have like you have family you have right well in theory as a responsible with. student you should have been studying and doing practice tests and I exercises fine i know i was the same way don't <laughs> worry yeah there were definitely times when i skipped class well i i still you, you know i do still have that 3g like it's sitting you still have it yeah it's 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 our it's sitting in like a little dock that has speakers and now it's our our ipod that's crazy like it's, it's that, awesome the longevity of that is amazing <laughs> i mean like it's it's not used for anything else it's literally just no. used as an ipod yeah <laughs> and none of Does the apps it, work on it because they're no, all deprecated no, of course not yeah the so you'd still have to sync music to it via itunes yep yeah yeah using the little long flat cable thingy so yeah good times <laughs> the 30 pin yeah i don't know yeah. what i have many pins wow okay so okay so your... anyway, that that's me that's my phone that's my watch um, that's your phone pretty much your whole phone history <laughs> well i mean like my my work phone is the se right now yeah i recently upgraded that from the five so been been enjoying that haven't noticed any difference i think i told you like Wait, when what I do you mean haven't noticed any difference? Well, from my five, like it's experience wise, it's the same. It's not faster and smoother. Well, and again, emails camera. and text messages. Oh, so. I guess so. <laughs> That's too bad. But, but when, when I, I know it, it is, I, I wish I did have more ability to play around with some of the features, but I just, I don't have anything else on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I loaded my Apple, Apple ID, it backed up my my profile from the old phone and like it even used the same wallpaper that i had yeah, so yeah. like again experience wise this is exactly the same as i had right <laughs> um i recently got wireless headphones so my first first pair ever of bluetooth headphones so they've been nice. good um again what kind 
the Backbeat Pro 2. Is that okay. the ones? Yeah. So the ones you recommended and they've yeah. been really good. Yeah, so they, they switch pretty nicely between my PC and my phone. Um what else? Well I guess yeah, battery pack. I use that daily. It's been mm-hmm. been pretty indispensable. That's the Aki. One of the Aki models. That's pretty okay. good. Uh, it's nice because like the quick charge, so it works really well for Pokemon. Because I actually play it and it charges at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just one of the ten thousand milliamp hour ones. So it works I think pretty that's well. an Android, a uniquely Android problem too. I know probably older iPhones have it, but my phone will charge when it's plugged into battery if I'm playing Pokemon. Okay. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised if that's the case. Yeah. Like I think yours like trickle charges a little bit, but I think yeah. it still does charge but yeah mine mine to continues to go down in battery if it's if it's doing that yeah um yeah that's most of what i like my i don't know we could get into computers like i have a just a what's we call it an asus desktop pc just you had to look that up <laughs> i was gonna say acer i'm like acer's not right <laughs> again that is i i use my computer for remoting into work and yeah like, podcasting and yeah yeah i actually started playing Age of Empires and Civilization, so was, that's been fun. So I've been doing yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and then my laptop right now is the the Microsoft Surface knockoff, the HP uh, Elite X2. That's what I'm using right now. Nice. Um, yeah, that's me. Like, I mean, like, I, I I'm not super crazy gadgety right now. I I wish right. I was. That'd be that'd be good. You do wish you were. I I don't have a need to be that way. Like, right. I think for for people who are more kind of like the tech journal type where they're traveling a lot and playing around with a lot of different things they'll probably need a bit more kind of stuff like i I think it'd be cool to get like a usb mic for my phone to be able to like record just with my phone yeah yeah i have no need for that so but i think i'd probably get one of those if i wanted to like or like a lapel mic type thing Mm. um i don't like lenses for my phone like i don't do any of that kind of stuff but again that'd be kind of cool to have yeah it's harder to get lenses for Android Android phones yeah. in general, just because there's so many, like no manufacturer is going to go, we're going to make lenses for all the Android yeah. phones. I run into that with like cases all the time. Like that's yeah. the thing I hate is like, if your phone is more than six months old, you're going to have a hard time finding cases for it. Yeah. Like, I think maybe the exception being like the S models of the Samsungs, like you might find right. one or two models older than mm-hmm. what's currently available but even then it's it's pretty hard to come by versus like kiosks in the mall full of like iphone ones yeah. but again like you're better off just going online and getting them from there anyway like yeah, off amazon definitely. and they'll probably be cheaper if you're willing to wait for it yeah that's that's one weird thing about having the i like i have the iphone se and it's very much frozen in time so in one in one sense you're lucky because iphone 5 cases work on it because it's the exact same size yeah but if you go into the Apple store, you might be able to get one or two cases for it just because it's last year's model and the ones they're hyping up are the six and six plus size and now seven and seven plus size. Right. So that's when the eights kind of, or the assumed, assumedly eight is going to be like the long phone, right? Or it's supposed to be longer. Like the aspect ratio is supposed to be different. I don't know exactly. I don't know if the aspect ratio will be different because it's also supposed to get rid of the the like forehead and chin on the top and bottom of the bezels. And so that might make it approximately the same. Like that might work itself out. To oh, be like physical dimension wise. Different. Right. Yeah. Right. 
I don't know how I feel about that, but we'll see. I've, I have also had my phone for 18 months and it does feel, it does feel like I'm due for something different, but I also really love the compactness of the SE. Like I had the iPhone six for almost two years before getting this and I, I liked it fine. I enjoyed the extra screen space when I wanted it, but when I wanted a phone to be just tiny and compact and like it's, it's purest form, I've really preferred the size of the SE. Like we, we mentioned before, I mentioned before on the show that the ideal thing for me would be a phone that I can just like stretch the screen out if I need more space. Uh, but in, in terms of fitting the maximum number of use cases, the smaller the phone for me, the better. And so the, this four inch size is perfect. Mm-hmm. I think I, I miss the ability to just look at my phone for extended periods of time when it's a smaller device like you generally go to the ipad probably when you're doing that at home uh but for me like i have a couple seven inch tablets kicking around the house um but and i guess even my my computer like because it can kind of convert into a tablet i can use that too but yeah it's nice to have the phone as a potential device to just read on like it's big enough for me to do some reading on if i wanted to Whereas I'd never be able to stare at my, my SE for an extended period of time more than just like an email or two. Yeah. It's just, it's too straining, I find. Makes sense. I, I haven't had that same issue. Like I've, I've been totally fine. The the dynamic type accessibility setting, letting you change the font size up and down so it'll scale up on all the, any app that supports it. Most of them now do. It's been a couple of years since that was the case. And that for me kind of gets rid of that problem because mm-hmm. I just make the font size I just have the font size set at a size that I can read no matter what else is going on. Right. Do you find, like, you have fairly large fingers. Like, yeah. Do you find that the SE, you're mistyping all the time? Like, your your thumb can't hit the right key? Um, no. I Like, first of all, I'm mostly, like, I'm using Gboard. Mm, so I'm mostly swiping. swiping. Yeah. And I, I do find in that case sometimes, and I think that's mostly like you mentioned Gboard, for some reason it seems to be getting buggier and buggier. Like the very first launch of it seemed like it was the best, like it was the most solid. And subsequent updates have seemed like they make they make it even less stable and less able to correctly predict what I want to say. But I haven't encountered an issue where I feel like it's too big. I'd, the thing that I really like is, like I've mentioned before, Having the iPhone 6, the bigger size with the non-rounded edges, made me get you get accustomed to just squeezing the phone, like having my palm against the screen and just grabbing it tight as opposed to trying to hold it by the, the, the thin edges. And so I don't have any kind of issue. I, I prefer the smaller size for that because it's easier to just grab and not worry about dropping. Um, but you see, yeah, I haven't, the only downside to the small size that I've had is the fact that the screen is, has less space on it. Like the most obvious one. Yeah. Yeah. Like when the keyboard pops up, you lose half the screen right there pretty much. Yeah. If the eight came out and it had, and it was a four inch phone and like, if there's a four inch phone and a five and a half or whatever inch phone, I would probably stick with the same small size. Hmm. They won't do that. In the, (laughs) in the like iPod touch form factor. Yeah. I've said for a long time that if they released an iPod touch, like an iPod touch with cellular, I would buy that in a heartbeat and just not have a phone. Like if it was data only, like, yeah, right. But, and I predicted that a while ago and it never happened, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm very sad about it. Yeah. 
Um, I'm finding myself in the awkward position where all my technology is kind of all, all the brains of my technology are kind of outdated. Um, so the computer I'm using is a Dell XPS 50 something hundred. I don't even know. Cause I bought it so long ago. Oh, you had to look at that. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you had to look at that. I, t- I didn't even <laughs> say it. I'm just guessing. Um, I bought this computer in 2009, I believe. So it's, and it was around this time it was like april or may so it's now eight fully eight years old oh wow windows 10 though right yeah i'm on windows 10 um i find it very slow now for only for the things that i used to do that use a lot of computing power so Mm. back when this computer was only like three or four years old i was editing video all the time and it was it was really fast at doing that and now that Premiere Pro is so much more powerful, things like that completely grind it to a halt. And I'm not sure because it's the video that I'm editing isn't any bigger. It's still 1080 video. It's still 30 frames a second. Like it's not massively bigger, but the operating system is heavier. The Premiere Pro uses the GPU a lot more. And my computer just doesn't have the specs to keep up with the, right. the more powerful program. And so I'm very much in the camp of the next thing that I should update, even before, like I would love mm. to get a new phone in the fall and get a new computer, but I think my computer probably needs it more. Um, I don't really notice my phone being slow until I compare it to one of the very newest right. ones. But I do notice my computer, like I don't really make videos anymore. And I like when I do, it's very frustrating and painfully slow because the computer is super old. Like I've, I've upgraded some of the parts on it. Like the, I've upgraded to an SSD back like in 2011 and I upgraded the Ram to like, I think almost double, if not more than double what it was when I got it. I think I have 12 gigs now, but I can't update the CPU without going to the next generation of motherboard. And then it's like brand new computer. Right. And I can't upgrade the GPU because at that point, like I, I could upgrade the GPU, yeah. but, but again, yeah, like may as well get at, a new that at that point, point, I may as well just get a new computer because all the other parts are super old. <laughs> yeah. So that's the kind of thing that it's going to be, it's kind of all going to have to happen at once. I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and go, okay, this computer is on its last legs. Like it's now, it now runs pretty hard. Like it's running the fans, not quite full speed, but it's, it's under load right now, just streaming video and recording audio. Like it's not, I'm not pushing it particularly hard, but it's, it's working very hard. Mm -hmm. And I, so I've been doing some research on new Dells because I really like Dell and like for a desktop computer from eight years ago to last eight years, that's, that's a hardy computer. I haven't done much to replace any of the essential parts. So I'm, I'm happy with it. And I see myself going back to Dell. The, in theory, because I have a laptop as well, it could be possible to potentially go down to one computer, but I really like having the power of a desktop sitting in my house, like storing backups of all my files that I can go and access. So even though that, like that computer's, this computer is now eight years old, my laptop, my MacBook is four years old now. I think I got it in the summer of 2013. It is also, for the same reasons I just described, it also has trouble with editing video. And another reason I haven't done it, like I, the last time I tried to edit a video, it basically 
brought both my systems to a complete halt, just trying to like, it wouldn't even play the video. Like you wouldn't even play it back without stuttering. And which I find for, I do find kind of odd, but I think actually, I think what the problem in the end was, is that kind of similar to the unlocking thing we talked about earlier, Adobe locked down their system to only allow GPU processing from video cards, graphics cards that they approve. Mm. So you can't just use, I couldn't use the graphics card that I have, which is frustrating. That kind of makes more sense than the carrier one, because like that one, it's like Adobe doesn't want people to say, oh, this program sucks. Like it's not working, right? Or it's it's not working very well or it's really slow or laggy or whatever. When it's like, well, your GPU can't handle it, right? Mm -hmm. So I can kind of see that they'd rather limit what who can use it, but they guarantee like a good experience Mm -hmm. versus allowing everyone to take a crack at it, but have a bad time with it. And to be clear, because I have a Premiere Pro subscription, you can actually, in a really nice feature, you can actually go back and install old versions of the, the Creative Cloud suite. So I have gone back even to the times when they do, to the versions of the software that do enable the cards. And there's also the fact that Windows 10 just runs, like uses a lot more resources to run because it's more powerful and all that. So even on old versions where I can activate the graphics card, it's not, it doesn't just magically fix the problem. Um, but I definitely have been doing a lot less of that since since this has become kind of an old workhorse computer mm-hmm. uh, yeah like yeah. for me i like having a desktop just to have a place to sit down and do some work yeah like i feel yeah. that like a laptop's nice just to pick up and do a quick google search or look up a video or do some web browsing whatever but yeah with a desktop it's like i know i'm gonna be sitting in front of a computer for a couple hours so i want to be at like a workstation Mm-hmm. And that may be more just a matter of like my uh, being accustomed to sitting like in an office to work. Like that just feels like, okay, I'm here to do something specific, not just kind of casual. Right. And, and it's weird because in the same, at the same time, like I'm not comfortable sitting in front of a workstation, just browsing Reddit. Like I'm like, this feels like, <laughs> like I'm, it's, it's fine, but it's like, I could be doing this on a laptop or on a yeah. phone or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's a weird I think it's kind of similar to like Gray's thing of like having different devices for different things. Like right. your, your your mind just gets used to doing a specific thing in front of a specific device. Yep. Right? Like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. My experience. So continuing on down the list, I talked about my phone, yeah. desktop, laptop. Now to the computer that I use the most often, I would say, based like based on hours in a day, unless I have a day where I'm outside most of the day, like out and about. My the iPad Pro 9.7 inch that I got last March or April is the computer that I use most of the time. Like you mentioned, you mentioned not wanting to necessarily sit in a, at a workstation browsing Reddit. I would I could never imagine browsing Reddit on a workstation for more than five minutes or something, more than checking the front page or yeah. checking out some specific thing. Yeah. Well, something else is happening, like downloading something yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And it's specifically because for me, it's way worse compared to sitting there with something on your lap and just flicking through. Um, Since that computer paradigm has become a thing, everything else feels outdated. (laughs) And I'm sure that's like, they are aware that that is slowly happening. Like both Android and Apple have trained users to flick things around with a finger. 
and it clearly shows in the direction that computing seems to be going like the microsoft is the only is i don't know about the biggest like in aggregate they're certainly the biggest interface and they took like with windows 8 and then windows 10 they've completely gone to like if you want to use your finger as long as you have a touchscreen go nuts like we're going to make it as good for you as possible right which i like do you have a keyboard case for the ipad no i have historically had one but it wasn't it's not that it was bad it's that at the time i didn't really write anything with it and the at the time before this is before ios 9 came out the the ipad wasn't super good for sitting down and writing a long thing whereas now i feel a lot better software wise and hardware wise about it being able to actually be used for that so i am interested in getting a keyboard case for this i have to i have to be cautious though because first of all the new ipads a new generation of ipads were announced at wwdc last month and they look amazing the i went i actually went to the apple store on friday afternoon and looked at the the new ones and the new the fact that they scroll now at 120 hertz instead of 60 hertz is it does feel very much like the transition from low dpi screens to high dpi screens like the retina retinification of apple products in that once you see that once you start using it you can't like going back seems like going to the stone age not right. not quite the same but it feels like a huge step back and something you don't actually want to do. Like every time, like I'm looking at this computer screen and very aware of all the hard edges because of pixel limitations. And I definitely of the see screen now, itself, not of sorry? the of the screen itself, not the yeah. system. Yeah. Of the screen itself. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm very aware of the same thing in the iPad now that you can have a smooth scrolling experience. Like if you go and scroll a phone or whatever right now, any device other than that with 120 hertz refresh rate, it feels like if you're scrolling something, you can't read it while it's scrolling because it's just jittery. And with 120, unless you're scrolling super fast, you actually can, if it's moving, you can still read it. You can scan something while moving it and get some information out of it. Yeah. I've noticed that I was trying to think just now, like what device it was that I had noticed that on, but it was like scrolling and it got all like blurry. I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, mm-hmm. is this a bug? Like, but that makes sense about the refresh rate. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're used to seeing like, if you're reading a page, a printed page and you move it in through your field of vision, right. it's not going to stop. Like you're viewing it continuously, but it's very disorienting if you try to do it with, <laughs> yeah. with something that is hard refreshing at a certain rate. So, I'm hesitant because they tweaked that like the new iPad, I think they said it's 10 and a half inch screen as opposed to the 9.7 inch screen of the one that I have. And so they made the bezels a lot smaller on that device. Like the screen itself got 0.8 inches square bigger, but the device, like it's only one centimeter taller and one centimeter wider. And I think it's actually even slightly thinner. So it's barely bigger, but it's bigger enough that like keyboard cases won't fit and um mm, right like my hardcover case won't fit so if i sold this i'd have to sell those and get new ones for them if i wanted to have a case to hold it in so i don't know i i don't know when the next opportunity upgrade is going to be because same as you said there's a lot of you have to think about the ecosystem you have to think about all the stuff you have that supports the thing and i'm kind of 
I'm kind of situated. So I'd need to spend, I need to spend probably around a thousand dollars or more to update my desktop. I would definitely need to spend more than a thousand dollars to upgrade my laptop. I would need to spend, and the iPad's like so, so fine that I'm like, it would be the most spoiled person on earth to actually <laughs> upgrade that. And it would still cost probably around a thousand dollars to upgrade to that, the new iPad if I was going to do that. Like, fortunately, I'm in a position where Apple products, like I take good care of them and they don't lose value. They don't lose that much percentage of value over time compared to a lot of other, not even just consumer electronics, but just anything. Mm -hmm. So I could probably sell this for like 75% of what I paid for it today, even though I've had it for over a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And my phone is basically in the same situation where I've had it for about a year and a half, the iPhone SE. And I... I don't see a massive reason to update. The reason that I would update, I think, is in the fall if something, when something semi-magical happens and there's been a lot of rumored things coming. Because um, the iPhone SE uses iPhone 6S processors and like has that those specs, it is coming up on, like it will have, it will be two years old by the time I, by the time like the fall rolls around. And I will definitely feel at that point, like it's been two years. If I had a contract, it would be up. I should just bite the bullet, sell this and like go big or go home. And I would choose to go big in that case. Do you need an iPad and a laptop? They serve, for me, they serve very different purposes. But could you get by with just one? I think the answer is yes. So the CGP gray answer is definitely not. The real person answer is almost certainly. At the, if if the trade off was that you could upgrade one your of them. phone, one of them, like okay, so you're you're saying you'd want to upgrade your phone, but maybe not. You definitely wouldn't upgrade your iPad, but you'd like to. But between the three, between the phone, the laptop, and the iPad, if you got rid of two and upgraded one, would you? If I so I, I would have I would go down from three devices to two, but they'd both be new. Only or sorry, one, would, one be would be new, one would, one be, would old. be new. One would be the old one, yeah. Okay. If that were the case, I would keep the... Oh, damn, that's a hard one. <laughs> it depends how my desktop plays into this because the way I see it, I don't need to upgrade my laptop because I would. I want to get, get a new desktop and it doesn't matter how old the hardware is for my laptop if I had a powerful desktop. If I had a powerful enough desktop to do whatever thing the laptop for me would just become a thin client to remote into it to do to need to do anything processor or graphics intensive. If you need to do typing and whatnot. You no, like use... if I need to edit a video or if I need to edit a podcast. It's a 13-inch laptop, right? It's a 13-inch laptop. And a 10-inch iPad. Yes. So you could pretty easily do that same thing on a 10-inch screen, not a 13-inch if you had a but keyboard case or just a Bluetooth keyboard. Those kinds of things, at least with the, the software that currently exists, like editing video or editing a podcast, are much easier when you have a mouse. Or a trackpad, like not touch input. Does the iPad not have touch trackpad keyboard cases? No, not like the Surface. We, there's no cursor in iOS. Right. Was it like a was it a Cisco device that Mike was using? He was, was using some, some hack device that allowed you to use a pointer when remoting. Right. It was a specific device designed. Yeah. I think it was for Citrix, enterprise. Was like, oh, Citrix. Yeah, was it for enterprise? Yeah. Use. Yeah. Right. But it was, it was, I think it was software passed through. Like there was no cursor on iOS. It was when right. you logged into the client. It passed through to the client. The mouse yeah. signals would get sent through. Right. So you need yeah. a similar thing for you. 
If exactly. And I wouldn't, right. I wouldn't want to use a handheld mouse next to my iPad. Like that's not the use case that I would have for it. No, the trackpad would be the ideal yes ideal case yeah yeah like a, Citri- a citrix trackpad that sends trackpad signals through yeah <laughs> yeah so i i don't see that happening anytime okay. soon i think i would keep the laptop assuming that i could up- upgrade my desktop at some point because i would just be able to do anything processor intensive there i've always said that if i get a if i had, got, had a bigger phone like if i had the if i get a new phone in the fall yeah, i'll probably get the plus model what? You just said if they had a four inch, you'd get that one. But you're making me get rid of one device. Right. So I would get the plus model and get rid of the iPad. If I could and keep have the two iPad. Phones? Sorry? And then have two phones? Are you just put the iPad or the phone? For which? I would get rid of, if I, could, if I had to get rid of one of the three things. Yeah. I would keep the laptop. Okay, get rid of the iPad. Get rid of the iPad and, and upgrade up- the phone. But you just said earlier that if they release a four inch phone, you'd upgrade to that and not the plus. You just, right. just so you in, in that plus. world, in the world where I didn't have to get rid of anything, I would keep the iPad, get the new oh, four inch phone. Okay. 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 So I in want, world where you don't have the iPad, you'd get the I, bigger yeah, phone. Okay. I'd want the bigger, biggest right. touchscreen thing possible. That makes sense. Right. Okay. Now I'm on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what's going to happen because we're also like now passively house shopping so. <laughs> it always starts with passive <laughs> yeah i i got or at least like i'm apparently eligible for a slight raise at work so it might be possible to considering that my birthday is coming up finagle um like don't get me a big expensive thing but for my birthday let me get myself a big expensive right. thing that's what I do. I'd sell it as like, we didn't expect to have this extra money. So yeah. what, what difference is it? <laughs> <laughs> that'll be, that'll be an interesting thing. Just because I have a history, like there were, there were three or four years there where every six to nine months I would sell my old thing and buy a new thing of the thing. And I would do that for, like I had the desktop, the desktop was fine because I kind of spec'd it out to be future proof and it has worked quite well, but I would buy a new phone every time a new phone came out for about three years there in like 2012 through 2015, 2011 through 2014, something like that. I'd buy a new phone every time it came out every six months or so I'd buy a new laptop until I got the MacBook. Like I, every time a new MacBook air came out, I would buy the MacBook air, try it for two weeks and then return it until 2013. <laughs> where I was like, okay, fine. Like in this that, you still had your Dell, the Dell no, laptop in that period. I had a Dell laptop. I had an Acer laptop. I had a second Acer laptop. Like I, I tried three or four different ones that all varying levels of weren't good. And in between, I would try the the MacBook Air and it was always like 20 to 50, 25 to 50% more expensive than the other ones. But now I've had it for four years and it's been so amazing. Like it's been such a great machine right. for me that it, like, again, like I've said now, 2013, 2014 hit and I haven't upgraded it at all. And well, same with the iPad. Neither has Apple, so they must think it's right. Good too. They they spec bumped it, but not a whole lot different. They released a whole different new computer that's even more minimalist. Uh, and then on the iPad side, there was again like two or three years where I was upgrading every time they released a new one. And then the iPad four came out, and again it was kind of like more power than it needed, so it was good for like at least three or four years before I got this one last year, just because it really needed it. 
And now it's, again, like super future-proof, except that they introduced a new thing that, in my opinion, for the way I would use it, is kind of a killer feature. And now I'm sad again. Because, <laughs> again, like I said, they keep their value really well. So for me, I would certainly spend a few hundred dollars a year to, to sell the old thing and buy the newer thing. But if you if you keep a phone or a tablet or something for four or five years and try to sell it at the end, you're not going to get very much. Right. Well, it's, it's a cost benefit thing, yeah. right? Like you either sell it early to maximize your return or you keep it long enough to get your cost per year. Right. Long enough. Right. It's like either way is fine. Like it's the value is kind of the same. Yeah. But it just depends what you value more, like upgrading right. more aggressively or extending your use yeah. of it. Right. And I always value more aggressive right. because you're, if you were getting the same exact experience over that lifetime of the thing, that's one thing. But right. Right. from the second you get it, it's getting more obsolete by the month right. or by the year. I I almost, not that I, I regret it, but Microsoft had a promotion where you could trade in your MacBook Air for a Surface. Mm-hmm. And they had that, I think six months ago or whatever and Something it was like actually that. like a decent return i think message you guys about it and mm-hmm. you kind of agreed that it was probably as much as you'd get for the depending on how forward. old it was yeah but it was, yeah it was the mid-2013 model yeah. right so like most people probably wouldn't want like if they knew anything about computers they probably wouldn't want a mid-2013 one when they had other options that yeah. were probably more updated yeah again depending you'd have to find the right person to buy it uh, but it, when you could just trade it in straight up you know that it was in good condition and it worked like yeah that was a pretty good deal but like it, it all worked out anyway but yeah for us we're and just i specifically i generally try to ride out my my products as long as i can and that's why i got like the spare replaceable batteries for the note 4 so that yeah yeah i wasn't forced to upgrade once the battery started dying i just threw a new battery in there so i think i have i think we have two more spare batteries and i'm obviously eating through mine more than maria is because she doesn't right. play pokemon because um, now mine like as soon like the battery itself is fine, but I find that the voltage limitations of it, like if I'm running Pokemon, it will shut down at like 25% battery. Right. Yeah. Like I can still do other stuff on it, but if I, as soon as I start on Pokemon that requires like a higher huh. voltage draw, like it, it dies. Right. Yeah. So, that's a sign of an old battery, right? Yeah. Well, or just a damaged yeah. one. <laughs> right. Well, damaged by time and use and yeah. all that. Um, but yeah, and that's why the battery pack's really good because yeah. I can just yeah. keep it in. And it's good because when I'm using the battery pack, like once it's at a hundred percent, it trickle charges. Like it doesn't keep trying to pump right. the amperage in. So hmm. it, it doesn't really damage it to keep it plugged in. Not the right. same way that older phones might. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's, it's been fine. So yeah, I think I'll probably replace that, that battery and see how much longer I can get out of this. Right. Yeah. The, the technology thing it's so weird because not a lot of people I find think the way that I do about technology. Most people kind of see it as, I think a lot of people tend to not like changing the technology they have. Whereas if a new thing comes out, I immediately like, I want to be, for me, the thing I would be worried about is having something for too long because the next thing is going to have features and power that the old thing doesn't have. So where somebody might think, oh, you know, my iPad 2 still works super well for me. Like I still use it every day and I play my games and I check my emails. My thought would be they announced, like I have my iPad 2, they announced the iPad 3 and it has a better camera and it has a faster processor and it's a little bit thinner and 
like it's a little bit lighter that's the main reason for making something thinner i'd be like if i don't upgrade to this now and i just think oh my thing that i have right now is fine there the end point of that is you have something that's super super old and you're still justifying why you don't need to upgrade it whereas if you go the way that i go and say i'm going to upgrade to the newest thing whenever there's a newest thing the end game of that is you have slightly less money, but you're using the newest thing. And I'd rather spend the money on the newest thing. I think it depends what you're trying to get out of it, though, because yeah. Yeah. if I'm if I'm using a device and I don't find any limitations with it, mm-hmm. then I'll be fine continuing using it. Right. But like, if I'm using something and I get frustrated on a fairly regular basis about a thing like say the camera is not good enough if i was a photographer and i was like oh i just can't get the right kind of photo out of this and then i see a phone that takes significantly better photos and it's like oh sweet i'll go get that but if all i'm doing is stuff that doesn't require that new camera then i really wouldn't care about the new camera i might think it's cool but i'm not going to upgrade because of it because i don't find that to be a limitation with my current use case for it yeah um you know, for a more relevant example for me would be if the newest phone, if it's somehow guaranteed to play a bug-free Pokemon game, then I'd be like, "Sweet, I'm gonna get that." But that's not that's not a thing right now. It's called an it's, iPhone. It's buggy for. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Even then, it's it's it can be buggy. But anyway, the point point being that if you're not experiencing a limitation of the device, then you're not gonna f- see those features as something worth upgrading for. Right. Despite that, them being yeah. newer and like objectively better than what you're currently using yeah that that's the big thing for me is that i'm hyper aware of all the limitations and so when they announce something new i'm immediately comparing it to all the lack the the list of deficiencies that i have like this could be better this could be better this could Mm -hmm. be better and then they launch they unleash unveil the new thing and it addresses x number of those complaints that i have and so I already have a pre, 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 pre prepared list of reasons why I should get the new thing. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I just, I've become accustomed to tapping and then waiting like a second. <laughs> and like, it's, it's a super subconscious thing. Yeah. And occasionally I'll be like, holy crap, like I'm actually waiting for this thing to happen. And like, you shouldn't have to, Yeah. but I just become used to it. And it's just a part of my daily use of my phone. Right. So I think the times I think the times I notice it is when I tap and it is like more immediate for whatever reason. I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. that opened fast. And it's like, wait, why doesn't it normally open that fast? And then you start right. realizing like how what point your device is right now. Yeah. But again, like it's I just become accustomed to it and it's fine. Like it's not at the point where it's worth upgrading for. If, it, if I was using it throughout the day and it just kept shutting down or not opening at all or that kind of thing, then it's like, yeah, I need a new phone. But yeah for the state the point that i'm at it's it's just the battery and that can be replaced so yeah that that's one of the reasons that i have thought in the past about making an internet business like making just start starting a business with around the things that i do because at that point all of the things that i buy like the reason i buy these things so often is to enable things like this show to be better and to enable any commentary I make and anything I write about and anything to make it more informed. And so in terms of things being quote unquote business expenses, if I had a business, they would be business expenses. And the only reason they aren't is that I don't have a business. I think that's a point though. I think that's the whole 
reason why you shouldn't be buying things like that. <laughs> like like people like Mike and the ATP guys, like, yeah, their business relies on yeah. being able to talk about those new things, right? Right. Um, for me, listening to those guys talk about it and buying those things, like that's satisfying enough for me to hear about their experience right. with it and them talking about it. Like I wouldn't necessarily call it living vicariously through them, but mm. that for, for me, that's satisfying enough. I don't have to be like, Oh, that makes me want to go and try it for myself and be able to know what they're talking about. I can appreciate what they're noticing about it and mm. like what the, their experience with it. That's enough for me to hear without having to do it for myself. Right. I don't know if this is going to come through on the recording, but there's aircraft flying super low, like over and over again over me so i'm sorry i'm gonna try to edit it out but if i i'm gonna have to leave some of it in and it's weird (laughs) hangouts is doing a good job of filtering it because i don't hear it at all (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm super aware of it because like at first i was like is that a helicopter floating and now like it's going over and going back we live right next to the air and space museum uh it used to be an airport i don't think it actually is like a running airport right now except for things like Canada Day weekend where stuff happens <laughs> like there's no there's no flights going to and from X destination but like it's still a landing and takeoff right. area for demos or whatever fly arounds yeah okay. yeah very weird just like over and over again for the last five minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I mean on the technology side of things you mentioned your your headphones I've been using Plantronics the backbeat go headphones so they're the just in-ear bluetooth headphones i've been using them for probably about five years now i've gone through one i think it's a backbeat pro maybe it's the backbeat go twos that i have oh do you have yeah okay so the backbeat pro are the ones that go over the head like oh yeah yeah so yeah mine mine are the the, yeah they're the in-ear ones yeah uh i've had them for i think probably about five years maybe four and they so i lost one pair to the vacuum cleaner which can't really fault a company an electronics <laughs> company for not letting their stuff survive a trip through the vacuum cleaner didn't go through but like into yeah. mangled and into it. uh yeah they did survive <laughs> a trip through the washing machine like literally through not just right. into um they've been incredible and so those are my summer earphones because any over ear things i like but my ears get really hot after about 20 minutes um so i saved the actually i've i think i've had the beats headphones like the actual headphones for even longer than my most recent pair i bought those again through the apple store like the apple store has a really good warranty program this is before apple bought beats Mm. that i bought these and so they had at one point the band like the part that goes over your head just snapped and this was about probably eight or nine months after I bought them. Like I, I had used them enough that I was like, that's probably going to happen at some point. Like I've been stuffing them into a bag and I've been like, I have a pretty big head. So I stretched them out quite a bit anyways. And without asking any kind of question, they were just like, yep, we'll get you a new pair. And because they were in, under the first year warranty, they just sh- shipped me a new pair and haven't like, didn't even ask how it happened. They were just like, they broke. Okay. Replaced. And, uh, because well, so it's built w- into the cost of them. Uh, well exactly and that i I would easily pay for that kind of thing like to have one just no questions asked repair and then after that like if there's some like nagging problem um, obviously like service is also built into the cost but those are my winter ones because they kind of they're warm enough like i said my ears get hot in the winter they double as earmuffs i don't have Mm -hmm. to i can just listen to music through them and 
they don't they don't have any active noise canceling of any kind, but they are over your ears. So they do they work as earmuffs, except in the function of if you're right. trying to have a conversation with someone, you can't really use them because they're blocking out some of the sound, even if they're not on or anything. But since I always hate like the in earbuds when you're trying to wear a toque. And then it's like you probably put it over ears, but then it just like shoves the earbud yeah. like even further. It's like ow. Yeah. <laughs> so I can I can understand why you'd want the over ear ones. Yeah. For the winter. Bluetooth is one of those things that it's like the what we were describing with high resolution screens, in that once you go back, once you go to having no wires on your headphones connecting to whatever device you're using, I can't go like going back is just the most painful thing in the world. Having something tethering you to right. a thing. I did that last week, actually. Like, I'm not using them this week because I forgot them at work. Right. Um, and th- that goes back to your problem of needing two sets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I was using them in front of the computer, and I like, was rolling my chair back to, I think, close the door, get something from the closet. And I was about yeah. to, like, do this. And I'm like, oh, wait. It's like, I don't have to take them out. <laughs> but now today I had to do that. So yeah. I was like, oh, that's not good. Yeah, like I mentioned, that's very bold of you. The The <laughs> ideal thing would be to get one of the pairs that has a 3.5 millimeter audio jack so that you can use them as Bluetooth headphones, but not not obviously uh, earbuds, but for the over-ear headphones. Um, oh, and, I see. Yeah, Yeah. so you can plug them like in wire. Like male-to-male yeah. connection. Yeah, right. If they're not, if they run out of batteries or if you have some issue or if you just want less latency, whatever the case may be, plug them in and use them wired when you need to, hmm. but be able to go wireless when you don't, when you don't necessarily need that Right, would be the ideal situation. But um, again, the, the whole thing of that, those are going to be a couple hundred dollars and they're right. very good, but don't necessarily need that right now. Cause I already have, I already have my winter earphones and my summer earphones. Yeah. On the note of the, the backbeat goes, they had, not that I expected them to be bad, but they had surprisingly good sound quality. Yeah. Like I, I put them in like, and I, I'm used to like the $20, you know, base model Sony headphone type things. Yeah. Right. So I plugged these in and threw like Coldplay on from the play music store. And I was like, holy cow, this is like really good sound. And like, I showed mm-hmm. them to Maria cause I was like shocked by it. And she's like, wow, mm-hmm. that's really good. And she tried it with like her Spotify. And like, I think the sound quality of the Spotify, I don't know if it's this specific track. Like, I don't know how Spotify handles their, yeah. their, uh, pro- compression or their quality but uh i think it was more just i don't know if it's like the tuning or just play mu- or the play music was just better in general of mm-hmm. having higher quality sound but it was noticeably better quality than what huh. i'm used to having i know that like spotify premium has higher quality music you can set it to have high quality streaming but yeah. even after doing that like you, you couldn't get the same kind. Like it wasn't the same song, obviously, right. like off Spotify, but it yeah. wasn't the same kind of like rich bass and right. high fidelity sound coming mm. from the Spotify, the Spotify song. So again, I don't know. Maybe it was we just lucked out with the song that we picked. But anyway, it was it was noticeably great quality sound, and like, and that's just me having, I guess, maybe eighty dollar headphones instead of twenty that I'm used to having. Right. Yeah. But they're. Those have been fantastic. I highly recommend them to everyone that asks, what kind of headphones should I get? Like, Backbeat Go. They keep iterating and they end up mostly the same. Like they don't change much. Right. I think they're on the third generation now. Yeah. Because I have the twos. Much. So I think, yeah, the threes might be newer. Yeah. And they're not, com- compared to a lot of other Bluetooth earbuds, they're not super expensive. You can find them relatively cheap. 
Okay, well, do you have anything else to add to this this wonderful hangover episode? <laughs> hangover non hangover episode. I don't no, think, I think. Uh, like I didn't drink yesterday, but <laughs> I didn't drink either. <laughs> we're we're responsible adults now. Yeah, dehydrated episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, I guess we can wrap up for the week. Um, we discussed shortly before the episode that I'm probably going to be gone next week. And you're going to be gone the week after. Mm -hmm. So we might be on a future hiatus until the beginning of August or so. We'll we'll have to see exactly. So uh, stay tuned if you want to, if you want to keep up with when the show is coming out, obviously if you're subscribed to us on YouTube, um, you'll be able to see when we have new episodes coming out. Um, But follow us on future chat uh, on Twitter at underscore future chat FM. You'll be able to keep up. I'll post things if we're if we're coming back for a new episode on a given week um, but otherwise probably have a couple of episodes spread throughout the summer but otherwise back in september sounds good all right thank you for listening to this week's episode of future chat you can head to unwindmedia.com slash future chat for the links that i just uh, mentioned and to listen to past episodes we'll see you at some point in the future ciao i like that that should be the new ending phrase for every episode. <laughs> we'll see, see you at some point in the future. At some point in the future. I didn't do a raid yesterday, so I have to do two today. I didn't do a raid yesterday either. Better be something good. Did I tell you did a? I did a level three raid. It was a Vaporeon. Solo? No, three people. It was going to be two, and then a third walked up. And no TM. Dang it. I want a fast TM. Yeah, I haven't seen a fast TM yet. That's the only one. I've been I've been trying to think of like, is there anything I can use my charged one on? But that I don't have anything that I feel is worth. Like I wanna save it for a legendary if it doesn't get the move that I want. Right. But I just wanna fix my Machamp, that's all. <laughs> Freaking bullet. It's not punch. too much to ask. It's not. I don't think so. I have to go take this blue gym down. <laughs> I'm in no gyms right now. I was impressed. I jumped in the gym yesterday at like 9 a.m. And it lasted nine hours. Wow. And it was only like three Pokemon in the gym all day. I was pretty impressed. <laughs> Weird. Got my 50 coins. <laughs> <laughs>